Tiffany, thanks for sitting down with me today. Could you <laughs> please introduce yourself? I'm Tiffany Black, interdisciplinary artist, screenwriter, actress. And how did you first learn about the Writer's Colony? It was you that slid in my DMs. Um, overnight, <laughs> it's so bizarre. I woke up out of my sleep in the middle of the night and I couldn't go back to sleep, so I just started scrolling. And I checked my DMs, and I checked the deep DMs, like the hidden ones where the men the lurk. Hidden ones. And you were there, and you were like, Mara Akil is gone. doing something, and she, we want to send you some information. Could I have your email address? It's like, of course. And I just always wondered what would have happened if I didn't wake up out of my sleep, because I don't check that often. So I sent it immediately, and then I went back to sleep. Amazing. Like I've never done that and, before. And just for people listening, so I was Mara's assistant at the time. That's yes. why I slid in her DMs, and I didn't have any other way to contact Tiffany. And I'm so glad that you did go deep in the DMs because you, you become such a part of the Writers Colony and even Story 27. But we will get into that. Could you describe your writing process before coming to the Writers Colony and after your cohort ended? Yes, before I would come up with an idea that I thought was just amazing, innovative, never been done before, unbelievable, and I would save the cat, and by that, like, I've turned that into its own verb. I save the cat most things, um, but I, I come up with, like, a beachy an outline and then I write in the outline and flesh out the script. Before coming to the colony, I would not be able to write at home. I quickly realized that early on in, in, in my journey as a writer. So I would like coffee shops, um, town, Phil's coffee a lot. I was living downtown. So I just like to write somewhere that I could walk to get to so I wouldn't have to worry about parking where I could eat something if I needed to so I wouldn't have to worry about leaving, that had Wi-Fi, and that had enough traffic that I could eavesdrop and the employees wouldn't notice. Like, I would try to disappear, like, mm -hmm. where they wouldn't notice that I was there for too long mm -hmm. because I would go and, like, I'd sprawl out somewhere. And I do that when I come here now. Like, I unpack everything out of my backpack or whatever so I need my little space I need an outlet and then once I have all of that like got you yeah so that was bef before you had a space like the writer's conference right? yes and then after having what was it like after um, by the time I left the colony I was a completely different person for a few reasons um, Mara taught us about rituals and just setting the stage for your writing. So, by the, after I read Rituals, what is, what is the whole name? Artist Rituals? Yes. Yeah. The way artists work. Yes. After I read that book, I realized that I like to shower before I come down here. I like to do my yoga before I come. I like to smell good. Um, before I came to the colony, I used to like to dress up to write. And after like talking to Mara and just trying on some new things, I realized that I do like to be more comfortable, which can be problematic because I'm also a performing artist and that is aesthetically driven. 
and I don't like to write in makeup. I don't need to have my hair done. I love a protective style, so I like to like write in braids and you know just be as comfortable and detached from myself as a person, so I can just get in my thoughts. So I like. By the time I left, I would get here. Around the time you get here, like 9 a.m and try to get to yoga first, eat, and be in loose clothing, well moisturized. And it would probably take like another 30, 40 minutes to just like get my warm water or my tea and I like a foot, I like a, a space heater on my feet. I like an outlet so I can plug up my phone. Like I just like my things. So, yes. Yeah. And it's so funny because Mark, I remember Mara talking about flowy clothes, right? Yes. And artist wardrobe, and like you totally embraced that. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, well, it, it started to make sense, and partly because I would lose a lot of time trying to do too many things at once. So if I like drove to this side of town and I had an audition, I would have to put on makeup. I would have to, you know, be in whatever outfit the character needed. I couldn't just be a vessel. So once I like open myself up to what she said about like the flowy clothing and just like letting your hair be whatever it's gonna be, that freed me up and it allowed me to focus on what was important. My script. What is important? There you go. If you could have been in the writer's room of any show, what would it have been and why? Like of all time? All time. Oh wow. Woo! is so good I'm torn I'm torn I'm trying to narrow it down so let me I don't want to overthink this so the first things that come to Atlanta are come to Atlanta come to mind are Atlanta Atlanta especially like season one season two yeah sex in the city great and being Mary Jane yeah especially now maybe not as much when it was on I loved it when it was on but now I think I'm closer to the age that she was and now that show just hits different yeah yeah so now if I could be in that show on that in that room for that show now uh It'll be spilling out of me. You have so much to share. Yeah, like I want another season. I wish we could do that. I wish we could bring shows back just for like one season. Like I would love to know what the characters of Martin are doing right now. I would love to know what Cosby show would look like right now. Right. Like revive a show just for a season and let it go back away. And just let it go away. It's and just let it go away. And I feel like right now, like we are seeing like this resurgence of like reimagining older shows, especially with like Bel Air. You know what I mean? Yes. And like that's it's fun. Yes. But if we if we were able to like pick up with those exact characters, with those exact actors, just for a season and let it go away, and like I don't know, bring it back again in five years. But we're doing these reunions, and we obviously are still living and breathing with these characters that we're thinking about so i don't know that's kind of like the um you know the best man yeah they're reviving it just for a limited uh, and limited i i and cannot like, wait for that to come out i hope they let us binge it 
I know I'm gonna soon. love it. I feel like it's coming. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's going to streaming. But you know, sometimes Peacock, even they they still let it come out. You know, one week at a time. Yeah. yeah, linear. We'll see. That's what they call it, maybe. What's your voice? Describe your. We talk about voice. We um, talk about voice a lot. My voice is black as ever. Southern, millennial, educated, and aware of ratchet, but definitely moving out of it. Um, but I certainly do not discard it. I think what I'm learning about, like, where my brand is shifting as an artist is I want to, I want to substantiate ratchet stuff and by that I mean I want to like instead of our like black culture being a subculture or like ratchet being a subculture I want it to like be acknowledged and like fully substantiated I don't want like our vernacular to be looked at as like Ebonics anymore I feel like it's a completely another language even if we are using English words, if other people don't understand it, then why is it any different from Spanish or French? Mm -hmm. So like, I want to magnify the intelligence of what we've been calling like ratchet or, you know, doing it for the culture or whatever those things are. I want to like, I give it a clear identity, let it live in a space and let it be something that we don't have to code switch for, make them come and get it. And I see why Atlanta is one of your top shows because I think that they really, they really nailed that in the first couple seasons. They did. It was so exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Really substantiating what could normally just be like discarded. Yeah. And I think that there's so many more conversations to have in that space. I love Atlanta, and they are, you know, male heavy on their characters because Donald and their writers are male heavy. But I feel like I would love to have a, a female voice in, in that, those. In that space. A thousand percent. Love it. Last question just came to me. You describe yourself interdisciplinary artist. Yes. Performer, all these things. I think I remember it was a journey getting to that point of like. Yes. Being able to identify names that can you talk about that process whether it was a part of being here or elsewhere um I think I think I landed there before I got here but certainly explored it even more when I got here I refer to myself as an interdisciplinary artist because I don't see that like the things that I create fit into just traditional mediums I do make visual art but it's not like, I don't know that I would classify them as like a short film. It's like the easiest way to say it, but I think that the framework that I'm using is very specific. And I feel like it could also like hang on a wall in that way, but it's not physical materials. I'm not like working with metals or copper or anything like that. But I view the, some of the work that I create in the same way as like, yes, we're watching it on a computer screen or a TV, but the TV hangs on the wall just like paintings do. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to create something in, in a different framework and we frame paintings and things of that nature. So 
I just started delving more into like different types of art around 2019. And I created this avant-garde, for lack of a better word, short film. And it's called Fluoxetine. It's streaming it. on, thank you for watching. It's on YouTube. Um, but it, it freed me up, it opened me up. And I think now I want to find a way to integrate that with scripted television. Yeah. yeah, and on Instagram, that's where I watch. And on Instagram, yeah, it's on Instagram too. But while I was in development with Story 27 for my show, I hate it here, I was exploring, <laughs> I was writing this love letter to this place I hated the most. And in exploring the hate that I had for it, I felt the need to counterbalance it with what I loved. Hmm. And for my birthday earlier this year, I did an exhibition called I Love It Here. And it's on my art page, Tiffany Black Art Gallery, <laughs> on Instagram. But it's Shout just out. a different framework for Florida because there's a lot of conversation around it. You know, some true, some's not. But I wanted to make sure that, you know, that my voice had a place in that conversation about Florida and why I love it there. Perfect. Thank you, Tiffany Black. You're welcome. I'm going to go to the next one.